Hello and welcome to the third series of the Evli podcast. I'm your host, Petta von Bunsdorf. This is Evli. In the next three episodes of this series, we will explore the changing role of ESG and responsible investments in our industry. We will get you up to speed on Evli's updated ESG strategy, and then we will talk about implementing ESG and ESG reporting. And in the finally, we will meet Accelerando Intelligence to talk in the last episode to talk about transparency and clarity in ESG. Today we start the series with two of Evelyn's hard hitters, Mrs. Oti Helenius, head of sustainability, and Mr. Kim Pessala, our head of institutional clients. Welcome to you both, and I think we should open the floor so that you can explain your roles at Evelyn. Can we start with you, Oti? Sure. Thanks, Petter. So I am responsible at Evli for all the ESG-related matters. My my team, I have actually two analysts working with me, and we are constantly developing Evli's ESG procedures and also take care of all the en- engagement that we done at Evli. Okay. Thank you, Petter. Um, I'm responsible about the uh, institutional clients in Finland, Nordics, and in Europe. I've been in Evli over 25 years. I started in 95, and at that time, I can tell you, ESG, the only thing we looked on was the G part, the governance issues. Today, when I look on ESG and what it stands for in Evli, it's on a totally different planet. Thanks. That's fantastic to have you here, and then we can start this series devoted to ESG talk. So let's kick off things by putting the cat well and truly among the pigeons. Has ESG simply become about greenwashing? Kim? My simple answer to that question is no. Of course. But as we all know, the trend towards sustainable investment solution is super strong. And uh, sustainable investing has been attracting a lot of assets lately Mm. on behalf of traditional investments fund. Mm. So it's uh, pretty obvious that most asset managers like to highlight how green they are and how everything they do is one or other way related to ESG. For me, greenwashing is an attempt to capitalize on a growing demand for environmentally sound products by conveying a false impression that, for example, an equity fund is environmentally sound. Mm. So... For us, it's pretty easy to fight against the greenwashing. Look on the facts and back up your claims. Mm. Report details of your investments, how they have a positive impact on the ESG goals. And uh, it's also important that you do have some exclusion policies. There are companies that are harmful, for example, for environment. And and, uh, most of those you just have to exclude. We do engagement, with, but with some of the companies, we know that how much engagement we would ever do, it wouldn't be enough to stop them from doing harmfully or pollution our environment. I, I, can't, I have to ask you one question here, Kim, in between. You said about fighting greenwashing. Is it really a fund manager's task to fight greenwashing? Isn't that the regulator's task? I think it's all our task. But the regulators is actually doing a, a great work here. Sometimes I'm asking, are they doing 
too much work when I look on what the EU is demanding us to report and, and steering money to more green investments. I still think that the most important thing is that ESG should not just be about nice words and fancy reporting. Mm. It should have a positive impact on some of the SDG goals, social development goals. And of course, everybody should understand it. It has to be very transparent. And it's also important that our ESG values has to be aligned with most of our clients' values. So transparency and easy to understand. Oti, again, what's your take on greenwashing? I would say that if you want to pre- prevent the greenwashing, you really need to be clear and exact what are the ESG indicators that you are taking into account. And actually also what is the impact of, of these ESG indicators to your investment strategy. If you have that one, you know, really nicely defined and you communicate that one to, to the clients, then everyone kind of has same imp- impression that what you do on ESG and and how you kind of tackle those, for example, SDGs, what Kim was referring to. Yeah. I would also emphasize here kind of the same thing that Kim said, so the transparent reporting. So without that one, it is really hard for our uh, clients to kind of see that if are we doing the things that we have been promising. So then again, uh, a question to you. Uh, it's a yes/no question. So is it is it greenwashing or ESG pretension if a fund manager has no reporting on ESG matters? That is tricky thing because. Of course, there can be several reasons why you don't have the reporting in place. Mm. Of course, uh, for example, if you invest in into the small or micro cap companies in the EM markets, there basically those companies aren't reporting anything. Okay. But still, uh, mm, I would say that it would be good to have some reporting in place because. As said, if you if you don't have that, it is really really hard to, for the external persons to see are you doing doing the, the things that you have been promising. Hmm. I would definitely say that that to your question, no. Uh, of course, it's good to have reporting, and and one can t- wonder that uh, what is the process the portfolio manager has if he cannot report it. What indicators he's looking? But I would be much more worried if I would have just a fancy reporting, but no ESG integration into the portfolio and with investment strategies. That is greenwashing. So so basically you need to have both in place, the exactly. ESG in integration and the reporting. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, good enough. All right. Now, let's go further. As we record this, the world is really gripped by the COVID-19 pandemic and the, uh, the likes of which we have never seen. So I ask you at this point, Why are we talking about ESG at this point in time? Well, let's remember, Eblis' mission is to increase clients' wealth sustainably according to their individual targets. The mission statement was updated at the beginning of this year with emphasizes on creating wealth sustainably. Mm. It's about making responsible investment decisions and integrating responsible operation into everything we do. We believe in Ebli that incorporating sustainable issues in managing clients' wealth 
is the optimal solution in the long run to achieve clients' long-term targets. The importance of incorporating ESG issues in investment strategies are increasing all the time. Companies have realized that it has a positive effect on their business and shareholder value. We are all aware of especially environmental challenges the world is facing. And inevitably we want to take our responsibility in the path towards a cleaner and more sustainable environment. Responsible investing has been a part of Ebris investment strategies for decades. But during the last years, the importance of ESG has exploded. Yeah, so you say that we want to take our responsibility on the path towards a cleaner and more sustainable environment. So it's this is why we want to talk about it, to share we're Evelyn's in there sharing the burdens. Yes, we want to take small steps towards a cleaner future. Well stated, Kim. I would also emphasize here that nowadays we have much more information available than, for example, 10 years ago. Responsible investing actually started from excluding different companies due to the simple fact that ESG indicators were still evolving at that time. Mm. So nowadays we have huge amount of ESG data available and and you can even build kind of investment strategies based on slowly on the ESG indicators. The other thing that I have been thinking that that for example 20 years ago we did not have any any access on how companies are are manufacturing their products and and what is the underlying supply line nowadays when every everyone has their mobile phones it is it is possible to to go actually to mm. the place where the clothes are manufactured on Google one, Maps. yeah <laughs> yeah that's right and one can actually stand there in the front of the factory keep his or her mobile phone open and, and, and like actually take pictures of how the employees are treated, mm. what what are the working hours and and then boom, you just put that information to the Twitter, for example, yeah. and mm. then it's there. So I would say that what has changed and why we are talking now about the ESG is that ESG is nowadays material issue, which you need to take into account when doing the investment decisions. So it's actually the investor's desire to understand that their equity or capital is not at least abusive, but it's put into into good work in in, in situation marks. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Let's move on to talk about then what has actually changed. We're talking about an updated strategy at Evely, uh, but what have we updated and actually why? So if we can start with you here, Oti. Sure. Uh, I would hear here emphasis that Evely has had strong approach to the re- responsible investing. So, th- so this isn't you know anything new. Just we have just now started. Actually, uh, when I joined Evely, and when was that? That was roughly five years ago. So, oh. so in in 2015, and kind of my first uh, task was to talk with the, with the portfolio managers and discuss with them how they are taking ESC into th- into account. Mm. So, for example, when I started talking with them, one of them was saying to me that, Oti, I actually don't have anything related to ESG in my investment strategy, Mm. period. I was like, okay, fine, that's fine. But then when we started going through how he he actually does 
the in investment decision in practice, we find out that there were several governance-related re- factors and in, in, in environmental checks that, mm. that he always does when, when doing in investments. So he just didn't know that that was called ESG. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that's how, how, how the um, mode of the day changes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, in the in the beginning of the, this year, we we made slight update to, to our strategy. So re- responsible investing was made one of our focus areas, and 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 then then we set four targets for the coming years. So first, we we want to deepen the ESC integration in the portfolio management. Then uh, the the second goal is that we we want to improve our ESG reporting for the funds and for our client portfolios. The third target is that we want to set separate climate targets. And then the fourth one is that we we want to launch ESG uh, specific funds. For example, Green Bond Fund that we just launched one month ago. Hey, this is more than a mouthful. Are we really doing all this? Yes, yes, we are because actually we have been already publishing the the new reports for for our funds. So mm-hmm. um, those are now av- available in in our website. So you can go and look there. Okay. Back to the question, Peter. Why are we updating our strategy? Because we feel this is very important and probably the most important issue our industry is facing looking forward. What are we doing? We are raising the bar, the level of how we want to analyze and be more transparent when looking into ESG issues. But it's not very easy for the portfolio managers because ESG is not black or white. There Mm. aren't any checklists to follow. Mm. And most of the information is non-financial. And it's not always easy to find and understand how companies are dealing with the ESG numbers and analysis. Uh, and inevitably we work very hard to be able to provide the best tools and analysis for our portfolio managers so that they have a good understanding of what their fund's ESG position is. But but do you mean, Kim, then that the uh, Evelis uh, seeks, seeks to define ESG or do we want to be clearer what the investors is getting in terms of ESG? I think it's the most important thing is that investors understand how we look into ESG and what we demand from the companies when we look on different ESG criteria. So clarity and transparency of analysis Yes, what we're seeking for. Good. And, and if I may add here, I would also say that actually we have been now during this year, we have been buying some new ESG data. And it is simply due to the fact what Kim was saying that ESC is such a complex thing that you can't rely basically on only one ESC data provider. So now we have two ESC data pro- providers there, which are both kind of giving their own opinion uh, on how companies are rated based on ESC indicators. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch you against each other mm-hmm. because Kim, you were saying that there is no checklist. Oh, you're saying that there is data. Uh, how 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 do we combine this? Because Kim, you're re- you're referring to knowledge, and you're referring to usage of knowledge. Or how how are you? Well, basically, I would say here that um, 
since it is really hard to compare different companies based on their ESG indicators. For example, I have a paper company mm. and then I have grocery store. Which one of them is more responsible? I don't know. Yeah. And actually that is the place where the ESG data providers comes into the place. So they can they can try to make the companies and their ESG indicators to, to be um, easy to compare, easy to kind of um, measure. Mm-hmm. And of course, since they are trying to kind of um, quantify some information that is usually not quantitative, mm. then we end up to a situation that is that it's not black and white. Okay. I would say the challenge is, is also that there might be even too much ESG data that companies are publishing. That's it's a zoo of for, yeah. ESG data. Yeah. And many times it's not audited and it's really hard to back up where the numbers come from. So the, the portfolio managers have to just take more time to do a deeper analyzing that, that what are actually the companies doing and how to compare different sectors regarding the ESG data. Okay. Now let's go f- further here. I think this. I think this with data is really cool. But let's roll on still. Uh, I want to get a little controversial again and stir up emotions. Uh, it has been said that ESG is merely an investment strategy. Kim, is this the case? No, it's not just an investment strategy. Although it's true that ESG is a part of every investment strategy in Evly, and it is extremely central in how we achieve and build our clients long-term solutions. Mm. But I would say that it, ESG is much more than just that in Evli. Evli, as a company, wants to carry its own responsibility in how we mm. shape a better future. We are a strong believer that raising the standard of res- responsible investing has also a positive impact on Evli's values. Effective and visible ESG practices are also increasingly important to an employer's brand. Young, talented employees mm. nowadays demand that the company they work in has high responsible standards. Do, do it, they ask you for this in interviews? Yes, so it definitely helps. When so you're getting interviewed. People. You're getting yes, interviewed when you're hired. That's true, that actually <laughs> happens. And especially with the, with the younger, talented people. Okay. They want to know that uh, the company come to have sound practices. Okay, little hint to everybody seeking work in Evely. Ask. Another aspect is that we Finns are very lucky to be living in a country where we always have clean air, water, we are close to the nature. Yeah. And uh, when we are looking forward, we know that the climate change is by far the biggest threat that we are facing. So inevitably we feel that we all have our responsibility to act now to slow this trend from temperature rising. And inevitably we have just published our climate change principles where we clarify how inevitably we measure, impact and report on climate change related issues. Okay, let's let's rephrase here a little bit, uh, Oti. Can you continue on the climate change? Because uh, I move over from the question there. So what kind of a starting point does that provide? Yeah, that's th- that's right that we have uh, published the climate change principles roughly one point ha- half years ago. But but I think that actually, to be honest, those aren't enough. 
And that is the reason why why we have set the target that we want to have clear climate change related targets. And what is kind of our Mm. ambition to do our own work related to climate change. This work has just started, so we don't have anything ready yet. But I think kind of the coolest part in this development work is that we have the whole organization working on it. We have the portfolio managers, we have Kim, we have me, we have even our CEO there trying to kind of define on what would be the best way to tackle the climate change related issues, uh, what targets we can set, what are the indicators that we should follow. So so, So I think that this work has just started now. Okay. So in short, then ESG is not an investment strategy, but more a way to direct investors' money. Would you agree to that? Yeah. Yeah. And kind of a kind of way to make sure that everything is taken into account. Okay. To sum up, my final question to you both is, why is it important to look backwards in order to move forward? And how has Evely dealt, dealt with all these tricky aspects? And I'm going to give this to you, Alti, because you were talking about moving forward just a second ago. So, Yeah, sure. Um, I think that it is important to look backwards in order to understand that what has worked well and what hasn't. And if I think about us at Evli, I think um, one thing that we have or, or one um, aspect that we have always believed is that ESC needs to be done on a systematic way. And that is the reason why we have been actually building the ESC database already now for four years. Of course, that has took some time, so mm. it's 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 not kind of the fastest way to do it. But now, on the other hand, when we have the ESC database av- available, it is easier to kind of um, build the tools and the reporting based on it. Do, do you build also processes along along yeah. for using yeah. the data? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, for for example, nowadays we have even the limit controlling based on the ESC database that we have. So, for example, when we say that we are excluding the tobacco companies, the, the portfolio managers can't even invest i- into them because we have the ESC data in the trading system integrated. And and regarding the responsible investing, I think it is always really, really imp- imp- important to 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 be moving forward. You always need to develop your processes and and how you are doing the responsible investing. Okay, thank you. Now, um, Kim, what is is your take on why it's important to look backwards and then go forward? Well, Petter, ESG is seldom black or white. To navigate in responsible investing values is not easy. What is right or wrong? Mm What is the general value among our investors and clients? Our history has shown that one should not be too fast in implementing new fancy issues. Instead, we always want to understand the facts and implications before we change our ESG principles. We might be a bit slow in changing our ESG standards, but our course is steady and uh, we think that, uh, that that's the right strategy to move towards a more sustainable future. To slowly go forward and uh, kind of ap- apply strategy changes. Is this what our investors can expect also in the future? 
Yes, I would do. We do we do nothing he- very fast and and without looking into the implications. And and uh, I think it's uh, o- almost dangerous to do too hasty changes in the ESG principles, starting excluding big sectors. Finally, when talking about Eblis' responsible investing principles, one should always remember Eblis' core value about honesty. We feel that Condor is the highest level in Eblis' responsible investment strategy, and there shall never be any hidden agendas. I think that's really important when talking about ESG responsible investing, that we are ex- very open and true to our clients. Here, here. That was words and no songs, as we say in my language. Well, thank you, Oti. Thank you, Kim, for today. Um, we have today discussed about ESG being a forceful trend uh, from many direction. Uh, this calls for for ESG work at asset managers uh, that are that is impactful, easy to understand, and transparent. We also spoke that investors want to know that their capital is going into into good causes and not being abused. And not only investors are keen to understand the ESG message of Evely, but also others like future employees, shareholders, and even the broad public. So good strategies are not easily easily created, we also heard from, from Kim here. Now, this ends this conversation for this time. Thank you very much once again. This will be as written blogs also on our homepages where you can find them. And in the next episode, we will talk to more with two real portfolio managers about how to implement ESG strategies. Thank you very much. My name is Petta von Bunsdorf. This is Evelyn.